Tim, that was awesome. There's absolutely no doubt, out of all the songs been written in the last 10 years, that's one of my favorites. An incredible message, all because of what this weekend brings. Everything that you and I understand, everything that you and I believe in, the reason that we're here this morning is because of what Christ did for us on the cross and because he rose from the dead. This is the most amazing event in the history of humanity. A.D. 33 is a date that changed everything. All that we believe, all that we live for, all that we're willing to die for happened as a result of the death and resurrection of Christ. Because of the death and resurrection of Christ, I know my past can be forgiven. I don't have to carry it around with me anymore. That's a huge burden off of my shoulders. That all of my stuff and all of my past and any issue that you bring in here this morning or have had to carry with you for all of your life because of Christ has been gone. You're redeemed. That's what this weekend is all about. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15, if Christ hadn't been raised, your faith is futile and you're still in your sins. But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead. Colossians 2, he has forgiven all our sins and canceled every debt we owe. You realize what an amazing verse that is? Didn't cancel most of our sins and a lot of our debt. He's canceled all of our sins and canceled every debt we owe. Christ has done away with it by nailing it to the cross. There are a lot of people in life who let their past haunt them, or at least hold them back. But because of what Christ did in the cross, I can come to him and ask for forgiveness and know without a shadow of a doubt, it is gone. I don't have to carry it with me anymore. I don't have to think about it anymore. I don't have to be reminded of it. I can't let others remind me of it. I can't let Satan himself remind me of it. Because of what Christ did on the cross and because he rose from the dead, our past is gone. I believe the phrase, it is finished, that Jesus shared on the cross had deeper implications in him actually dying. My sin is paid for. Jesus paid the debt. Jesus paid for my guilt so I don't have to. My past is gone. That's incredible. That's why Paul can say, look, I forget what's behind and I move forward to what is ahead. Do you realize the kind of freedom that offers? When I confess my sins and ask for forgiveness and ask Christ into my life, my past is gone. That's incredible. I hope I never, ever not appreciate what that's all about. A dear lady a number of weeks ago who said to me, every single time I take communion, I'm overwhelmed with the fact that I don't have to be reminded of my past anymore. You have no idea what I've done. You have no idea what I've had. You have no idea what's happened to me, but I'm overwhelmed. I still have a hard time believing it, that I don't have to carry this with me anymore. And the greatest thing I could say to her is, you don't. Because of Christ and coming to him and asking forgiveness and knowing that you've received him as your Savior, your past is gone. That's amazing. Never, ever fail to appreciate that. Because of the death and resurrection of Christ, not only do I know that my past is gone, my today can be amazing. Jesus made an enormous promise in the Gospel of John when he said, look, I've come to give you life. And not just life, I've come to give you abundant life. I've come to give you the most amazing life you can ever imagine on this earth, not only with what's ahead. I've come to give you life, and I've come to give it to you to the full. I've heard a lot of people say, I just can't seem to change the situation. I have no power to break this habit. I cannot believe that this relationship will ever change. 
What they need is a power greater than themselves, and that's the beauty of what Christ offers. That we were never meant to live this Christian life on our own power or by our own power. God wants to have a relationship with us, and then he provides for us an amazing set of good news when he said, look, I want you to know that this great power that raised Christ from the dead is also available to you. Now, that's a lot of power. The power that raised Christ from the dead is also available to you. You don't have to carry that anymore. You don't have to worry about life anymore. I'm here to walk through it with you. The same power that enabled Jesus to rise from the dead is the same power that can help us rise above our issues. The same power that God used to, to resurrection 2,000 years ago can be used in your life right now. None of us know what the future holds. I don't know what's going to happen next week, next month, next year. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, and neither do you. But it really doesn't matter, even if life's out of control, because it's not out of God's control. He has the power to give me the opportunity to face it with Him. No problem is too big for God, no situation too hopeless that we can't turn it over to Him. I've seen God cure cancer. I've seen God raise people from the dead. I've seen God free them from drugs. I've seen God restore marriages. Because of Christ's death and resurrection, I get offered forgiveness, grace, love, joy, peace, relationships, power for living, and no fear of dying. That's a lot of promises. Not only can my past be forgiven and my today be confident, but my future is unbelievable. Paul got a glimpse of it and said, I can't even describe it to you. Matter of fact, he said, no eye has seen, no mind can conceive the things that God has prepared for those who love him. Paul was continually looking forward to that day. He said, brothers and sisters, I don't tell you that I have taken hold of all of it, and I'm not perfect, but one thing I do, I forget what's behind, I strain toward what's ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. In Ephesians 2, he said, because of God's great love for us, Rich in mercy, he made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in our sin. By grace did he saved us. And then God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus in order that in a coming age he could show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us. That's a lot that God would offer us that. That's why Paul could say in Philippians 1, for me to live as Christ, to die is gain. I have no fear of death. Paul faced uncertainty every day of his life, but he lived with one certainty that when he died, he would see Jesus face to face. With all the diversity in the room, death is the one thing that we have in common. None of us know when, but we will all die. Some may be sooner than later. It's a common equalizer of all humanity. You can try to put it off. You can ignore its possibilities. You can tuck it. You can tighten it, but it's going to happen. We're all going to die someday. One of the incredible gifts of the events of this weekend is that those who know Christ as Savior do not have to fear death. Jesus said to Mary and Martha in John chapter 11, I'm the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies, and whoever lives and believes in me will never one of my other favorite songs is one of the ones we sang at the beginning, I Will Rise. It was born out of a season of a number of people in Chris Tomlin's life passing away. He said, I love the beautiful old hymn, It Is Well With My Soul, and I wanted to write something for this generation. And so he wrote that song. He said, I wanted to have something to share with a broken heart. 
When his 84-year-old grandfather was battling the last stages of cancer, he said to him, Chris, I want you to sing that song, I Will Rise at My Funeral Service. Tomlin said, I don't think I can do it, but when the time came, he did. And he sang it with conviction. I will rise when it calls my name. No more sorrow, no more pain. In the room today, there are a lot of people who may fear their own death. And I know there are some who are carrying the loss of a friend, of a family member, a mom or a dad or a son or a daughter. Someone that for the last year or so or the last couple of years, they've carried that weight of not seeing them again and knowing that on Easter celebration, they're not going to be there today. For those of us who understand that, God has provided for us truth, comfort, and hope. The truth is that for those who know Christ Jesus as Savior, physical death is a moment when I instantly leave this world and I enter the presence of Almighty God. The comfort for those who carry loss is that our loved ones are fully at peace with God. They are free from sorrow and they are perfectly whole in the presence of the God of the universe. Every time I do a funeral service for someone who's really has some difficulty near the end of their life. Either they couldn't walk or they couldn't see or they couldn't breathe well. I imagine what it was like the moment they left this world because they knew Christ as Savior. They walked into the presence of God. They breathed the air of heaven and they saw Jesus face to face. That's an unbelievable gift that God gives us in regards to the future. That those that I've loved, that I haven't seen for a while, that I won't see for a while, who are at peace with Christ, who know Jesus as Savior, the moment they leave this world, regardless of their issues and regardless of the pain and suffering, they got up and they walked into the presence of Almighty God and they were welcomed into his kingdom. They breathed the breath of heaven and they saw Jesus face to face. That is an awesome privilege for those of us who know Christ as Savior. And the hope that God gives us is that one day, because of Christ and because of the relationship they have and we have with him, we will see them again. All possible because of what Jesus did for us on the cross and that God, through his Son, gave us victory over sin and death. Paul and Corinthians said, I want to tell you a mystery. I'm not all asleep, but we will all be changed. In a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will all be changed. And then the saying will come true, death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O oh, death, is your victory? Where, O oh, death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. That text not only points to a future for those of us who know Christ, it also points to a future day for all humanity. When you look at the world today, it's easy to get discouraged. All the problems of our nation, all the problems of the world, it's easy to get discouraged and give up. Things seem out of control. Life keeps getting harder and harder. Even as believers, we can get a defeatist attitude regarding the future. Yet this text reminds me that God is in charge of the future, not the president, not the Democrats, not the Republicans, not Congress. God is in charge of the future. And someday God will so exalt Jesus to the highest place that he will give him a name above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow in heaven, on earth, under the earth, and every single tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. What I gave you this morning was just the sampling of the rich experience, the Apostle Paul, one of the well-known observers of what Jesus did and what Christ provided. And over and over again throughout all the New Testament, he keeps giving us glimpses of the future 
our past being washed away and an amazing promise of what God can do for us today. But there was one writer who was even closer than the Apostle Paul. He was the one I mentioned on Friday night who was the one calling himself the one whom Jesus loved. Like a child would say, I'm mom's favorite. I'm dad's favorite. John would say the same. And God seemed to bless him with an amazing glimpse of the future. One of the only ones that really saw the curtain lifted for a moment to see what was really on the other side. He said, when I did, I looked and I heard the voice of many angels numbering thousands upon thousands and 10,000 times 10,000. They circled the throne and the living creatures and the elders in a loud voice they sang, worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and glory and honor and praise. And at that time, God will wipe away every tear from our eyes. No more death, no more sorrow, no more pain. I'll make everything new. I will give to anyone who is thirsty to drink from the spring of the water of life. Those who are victorious will inherit all of this. And I will be their God and they will be my people. All that I share this morning, my past is forgiven, my today can be incredible, and my future is amazing, are coming to us as a result of the events of this weekend. The death and resurrection of Christ. Had he not rose from the dead, Paul said, we had no hope. But he did rise from the dead. Why we celebrate was this enthusiasm and excitement. A.D. 33 changed literally everything. For most of us in the room, the dates are different. For me, it was March 1965 when everything changed. For you, your date may be this year. It may have been last year. It may be 10 years ago, 20 years ago, or 60 years ago. But at some point in your journey, looking for God, he came and revealed himself to you, and you invited him into your life. And from that moment on, everything changed. Your past was forgiven. Your today is secure in him, and you are overwhelmed with what he's providing. And you're unbelievably excited about the future. Now, when I list those three things, one or the other may resonate just a little bit more with you than the other two. They're all important. They're all incredible. Each one is significant. But for some of us in the room, when I talk about my past being forgiven, they love that fact. Because they had to carry it for a long time, and their past was pretty rough. And they're here this morning because they are so overwhelmed that God wiped away all of that. And if you're one of those this morning who just are excited, all that God has provided, but really excited about the fact that your past is forgiven, I'd love to see you raise your hand right now. There's others of you in the room who are, didn't have that much of a past. You came to faith in Christ when you were 6 or 8 or 12. But man, what you've seen God do in the last 12 or 20 or 50 years of your life has been overwhelmed. You're excited that he forgave your past, but you're really overwhelmed that he walks with you every day of your life and that your life, because of Christ, has been dramatically changed. Would you raise your hand? And there are a few of you in the room who would say, my next step is heaven. And every day I live, I know I'm getting a little bit closer. I like this life. I love what I'm doing. I love my family. But if I were to be really honest with you, the thing out of all of those that I'm probably looking forward to the most right now is heaven. Who would say that? Quite a few of you. That's why this weekend is so unreal. 
and so amazing. My past can be forgiven. My today is in unreal, and my tomorrow is amazing, all because of Christ. There is a fourth group here this morning. If they're really honest, they're scared to death of all of it. They're still carrying their past, have no idea how to deal with today, and they're scared to death of the future. <laughs> and I'm here to tell you, you don't have to be. You can walk out of here today, Easter 2014, with your life changed forever. And that's the group I'd love to pray for this morning. Bow your heads. Father, as many times as I celebrate this weekend, it's overwhelming. Year after year, celebration after celebration, new song after new song. And I'm still overwhelmed with the fact that you loved us that much, that you sent your son to die for us and set us free. And you redeemed us and you forgave us. You give us life, not just any life, but an abundant life. And you promise us a future that will blow our minds. And so to say thank you seems so inappropriate for such a huge gift, but we are very, very grateful. For those here this morning who are still carrying their past and are scared to death about the future, I trust that by the power of the cross you will speak to them right now where they are, that they will ask for forgiveness, they will invite you into their life, and they will know today, Easter 2014, everything has changed. If you're one of those this morning while your heads are bowed that you just want to say today, you know what, I really want to be sure. I don't want to go through another day with that uncertainty. I don't want to carry my past, and I really want to know for sure that I'll go to heaven when I die. I'd love for you to pray for me. Would you raise your hand? Okay. Father, every pastor that ever has had this experience says the phrase, you see the hand and you know the heart, but it really is true. And I thank you that you can reach down right where we are and give us freedom and grace and acceptance, forgiveness, and a future to know that someday when it's all said and done, we'll be able to see you face to face, take the crowns that you promised us and lay them at your feet and forever sing your praise. Thank you for all that you provided and for what this weekend means. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Oh, I love this place. I'm so glad you're here this morning. I'm so delighted that you came to celebrate with us. All of these folks here in the stage, the tech people have been here since 6.30 this morning, so I really appreciate their willingness to do that and to be a part of what we're doing here. If you have kids in our nursery, when you go to pick them up, and do go either way, go pick them up, say to somebody, thank you. You took care of my children so I could be here worshiping God. If you're one of those this morning, raise your hand. You're not sure about your future. I would love to share with you the difference Christ can make in your life. If you're looking for a church, we think we have something to offer. We'd love to have you back. Next Sunday morning, we'll start a brand new series called What's Next out of the Book of Acts. Brand new opportunity to understand what it is that God wants to teach us and how to deepen our walk with Him. I've got the first two already written. Some fascinating things that I think God wants to share with us. Love to have you back. Have a great Easter and a great time with family and friends. God bless you. Thank you for coming. Choir, Tim, Heidi, thank you so much. Great job.